Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. The following program is a repeat. Please do not message or call in. Any announcements made on the program may now not be applicable. Assalamualaikum to all the listeners and viewers. I welcome you all to another exciting and ed- educating edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Matin for today's show, and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of Almighty Allah. I do pray that we all had a nice and positive week so far and looking forward for a nice and long relaxing weekend. Yes, it is a bank holiday weekend for everyone and especially uh, for people who are on holiday like our young ones who will be enjoying it in a bit because their parents will be with them if, if they are in work. So yeah, it will be nice for uh, some people uh, at least uh, and may not be nice for others. Um, if you're listening to the show on uh, this, uh, this program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on 22nd of August 2019 and uh, at 6 p.m. and casting its positive waves to all our lovely people in Luton and all the surrounding areas of Luton like Dunstable, Harpet and Bedford uh, and definitely going um, and shredding up and sharing our positive airwaves uh, to all our listeners of Inspire FM website and web app. And definitely you can view us on our Facebook page. Uh, if you'd like to do so, you can go to our Facebook page and click uh, the... If you go to the Facebook page and click the link of Inspire FM Facebook page, you can see the live link over there. Uh, if you're listening to the show on Sunday or any other Thursday other than uh, 22nd of August 2019, that means it's repeat. But hey-ho, today is 22nd of August, so it is not. Uh, otherwise, if you're listening on the day, then it might be. But definitely, uh, if you if you are listening today, please uh, do give us a call on 01582 uh, Today's topic is slightly different in many other ways, uh, because today we will be covering a very, very special topic. Uh, special in a way because uh, as you as we all know we cover different health information related topic every week so today's topic is uh, is uh, is more likely in in, in relations with uh, the uh, campaign which we are running uh, but definitely we will come on that campaign in a bit uh, so today's topic before going into the topic i thought let's give you a quote of the day so uh, the quote of the day is we are like snowflakes all different in their own ways. Yes, indeed, it is. It is very different, and that's that's what pretty much like our show today. It is very different in many different ways, and it is very similar for many different ways. As I said, we are running a campaign, and today's topic, uh, today's topic for today's topic of the day is uh, flu fighters. 
Yes, indeed, it is flu fighters. And I, I'm not talking about uh, people who are going and fight flu, but they are the people who are frontline. And, and also, uh, it's, it's a campaign which is... Currently, we are uh, targeting in specific population. So, and and for that, I have a lovely guest with me in the studio who will be talking about this thing, uh, and he's none none other than my brother Abdul Ghafoor. Assalamualaikum, brother. Walaikum assalam. How are you today? Alhamdulillah, good yourself. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So, uh, brother, we are talking about a very, very unique campaign in many different ways, uh, and that's why I thought, uh, um, you, and you are leading this campaign on many different uh, of forefront uh, in a, in a nicer way. So, uh, firstly, give a quick introduction about yourself and tell us about this campaign. Alhamdulillah. So, uh, my name is Abdul Ghafoor. I'm a local resident. Um, and uh, worked in, in a number of roles, but one of them being in the health service. So um, when I heard about this particular project that was actually a bit of outreach from Maidenhall School, where I used to be a governor many years ago, trying to reach out to local mosques, I thought it was a, a really important initiative. So um, Maidenhall School ran a pilot, I'm sure we'll talk to the details, but they were running a pilot to offer an alternative to the flu vaccine, the nasal spray. Um, by offering an injection which was suitable for people of the Muslim faith and other faith communities or even vegan communities as well because it had no animal-based derivatives within the product. So um, uh, initially involved probably more than a year ago now, alhamdulillah, and I've just seen it develop, alhamdulillah, with that particular school and I thought it was of great value for the wider Muslim community. So uh, hopefully this initiative, inshallah ta'ala, is the beginning of a much wider engagement around health matters. And I know you've been doing a fantastic job on that, Brother Fahad through the program and other activities locally as well. Um, so it was an opportunity to involve nine schools locally, um, inshallah, and roll out this flu vaccine for young children at risk of contracting flu. Mm-hmm. And and it is I must say it is uh, it is very challenging uh, project in many different ways but at the same time very unique uh, because uh, I remember when we went for uh, the public health uh, England uh, seminar and when we presented our studies which we will be discussing later in the day they were completely wowed isn't it mm, absolutely yeah it's a real privilege to present at the national immunization conference which had um, exhibitors and representatives from public health and clinicians, commissioners and various others. I think there was 300 plus in attendance there, all very senior health officials. So it was really good to be able to showcase something happening in Luton, a pilot for hopefully other communities as well. Right, okay. Um, joining us uh, also uh, in a few minutes uh, is a GP, uh, Dr. Uh, Kuku. Uh, she is the uh, respiratory lead uh, for Betrachai CCG. And we will definitely ask her as well in terms of flu and what's the reason behind uh, why we need to safeguard ourselves. And then uh, because she's, uh, uh, she will be, she's a respiratory lead and with the respiratory flu is always a very... Uh, dear sections come in play but definitely uh, we will uh, talk a bit more in detail about this project and uh, that's what uh, the show is all about but then as we all know we always create a narrative before going into the main lines so uh, when we uh, and I definitely like to hear from our uh, listeners as well so listeners if you have any questions or queries regarding our topic, or if you have been through, uh, in, in, uh, or if you have a view regarding flu itself, please do get in touch with us. Uh, our numbers are 01582481822. I repeat, 01582481822. Uh, or you can send us uh, text messages or WhatsApp on 0779481822. 0779481822. So uh, I'm just being uh, signaled by my admin that uh, Dr. Kuku has joined us. Uh, let's let's go to Dr. Kuku. Good evening, Doctor. Good evening, Amel. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. And you? Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for joining us today uh, for this topic. For um, uh, also with me joining in the studio is uh, is brother Abdul Ghafoor. He's, he's one of the local uh, uh, people uh, from uh, from the local community uh, in terms of uh, flu campaigns and so forth. So, doctor, uh, firstly, can I ask you to give a quick introduction about yourself, and then we will ask you a few of the questions regarding flu. My name is Dr. Adidaya Kuku. 
I'm a local GP in Bedfordshire, and I'm the respiratory clinical lead for the Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group. Perfect. Okay, Doc, uh, as, we, uh, as the topic today is flu, so i firstly like to ask you, what is flu, basically? So flu is a contagious respiratory illness, mm -hmm. and flu is caused by the virus caused, called influenza. Mm -hmm. It usually would infect the nose, the throat, and sometimes the lungs. Mm -hmm. It could cause varying from a mild to a severe illness, and sometimes it could even lead to death as a complication. Mm, okay. Um, it is a seasonal illness, and mm -hmm. that is why yearly people have to get the vaccine because the viruses tend to change themselves. Mm -hmm. So every year we get instruction as to which virus to give. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's like a yearly thing which we have to take uh, regardless. Yeah, and it's usually common from the fall. Um, so it's usually common between October and March, which is when we give the flu vaccine. Mm -hmm. So we are not far from it because it's, we are almost end of August. No. September is coming up. So uh, your surgery will be planning for flu vaccinations. Oh, yes. Yes, we are getting ready for it. And we need the people also to get ready for it. All right. Okay. Now, uh, one of the common problems which people do see is the um, uh, the uh, mix-up of flu and common cold and uh, some people do get confused very quickly as in which is flu and which is cold because sometimes you do get cold in that season and automatically you think that no I'm in, I'm in flu and people say oh I got flu so what is the difference between a common flu uh, common cold and flu so that's a good question um, and the main difference is um, both of them are caused by viruses, mm -hmm. but the flu is actually caused by a specific virus, which is the influenza virus. Mm -hmm. Both of them could lead to fever, but the fever in a common flu is actually very mild, mm -hmm. while in the, flu, in the common cold, the fever is very mild. But in flu, it's a usually higher temperature, mm -hmm. and that usually would range from 100 to about 100 to Fahrenheit. Um, the cold could last for a few days and in severe cases could last up to a week, mm -hmm. but the flu could last from a week to two weeks and sometimes even more, depending on whether you get complications from it. With the cold, mm -hmm. you get the common symptoms of you get a sore throat usually, then you can get um, a cough, you can get runny nose, and usually self-limiting. Mm -hmm. With the flu you get a bit more symptoms. So you get things like, yes, the cough, yes, the cold, the sore throat, but also you get a headache mm -hmm. and you get general aches and pains. Mm -hmm. Some people will get a bit of fatigue, weakness. Some people will actually get some chest discomfort. Mm -hmm. And some people then go on to get the complications, which could be pneumonia, mm -hmm. bacterial infections, some have to be hospitalized from the, for, for, for this. Mm -hmm. So the flu is a more serious illness compared to the common cold. Wow. Okay. There is no cure for the flu. Mm -hmm. now, but there is treatment for it. Mm, okay. So um, we will jump into treatment and we will... Uh, we will uh, so what is the best treatment to get self at this time so i i always start with prevention is better than cure mm -hmm. so i talk about prevention mm -hmm. um, which is people need so there are a group of people that are prone to the flu infection mm -hmm. we have the babies and children up to age of five mm -hmm. and the elderly over mm -hmm. age 65 mm -hmm. and then you ask the question why that group it's because the babies have weaker immune system. Mm -hmm. And as we grow older, our immune system gets weaker. Mm -hmm. So that's why we call them the vulnerable, vulnerable group. Okay. So in terms... Yeah, also another... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So in terms of children between that uh, group, like, uh, like from the ones who normally go to primary schools and so forth, are they not uh, vulnerable? They are vulnerable. So we have, so every year we usually would recommend the flu vaccine for, 
babies up to age five. Mm -hmm. Then we also have another group that we call the at-risk group. Mm -hmm. And the at-risk group is anyone with a long-term condition. And you wonder, what do I mean by long-term condition? So conditions like asthma, mm -hmm. conditions like COPD, like heart disease, mm -hmm. like blood diseases, kidney problems. We call them the at-risk, and they also are vulnerable. So should be getting the flu vaccine. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in terms of kids, so the ones who normally go to schools, um, uh, do they need to have uh, flu vaccinations as well? Which normally give it Up by to age five, yes. And also the people, the eligible group, mm -hmm. yes. The answer is yes. Okay. Because the problem with the flu is because it's contagious. Mm -hmm. When you get the flu, it's either you have to stay away from school mm -hmm. um, until you get better, because otherwise everyone in the school will get it. Okay. And if you have a poor immune system, mm -hmm. then you are at the risk of complications. So you really want to get the flu vaccine. Uh huh. Okay. Right. And in terms of the safe, uh, in terms of the safeguarding, so what do we need to do? Do we need to take flu vaccination? Other than that, what do we need to do? Do we have to cover ourselves? So. So other than flu vaccination, the other things that we need to do are just simple things like you need to wash your hands. Mm -hmm. You need to avoid close contact with anyone who has got the flu symptoms. Mm -hmm. We've talked about getting the annual flu vaccine. Mm -hmm. You also need to make sure um, you can use bacterial gels on clean hands. Mm -hmm. Very important. You have to rest. You have to drink a lot of fluid. Mm -hmm. And then you need to take paracetamol or ibuprofen mm -hmm. to help with the fever. So when you are uh, unfortunate, if you are unfortunate enough to catch flu, uh, do we need to isolate ourselves at home or do we need to? We recommend that you stay indoors mm -hmm. um, because we said it's a contagious illness. Mm -hmm. We don't want to spread it. Mm -hmm. So we want to avoid crowded areas. Mm -hmm. If possible, you want to stay indoors till you get better. Mm -hmm. um, and that would help you recover and boost your immunity and also help prevent the spread of the illness. So if you get a flu, if you get a flu illness mm -hmm. and you report it to your GP, within the first 48 hours, mm -hmm. sometimes we can give you antiviral um, medication. Mm -hmm. It will not stop the illness, but it will reduce the severity and help you get better sooner. Uh-huh. So do you recommend we should go to GP once we... Uh... No, we don't recommend you go to the GP. We ask you to call your GP, speak to them on the phone, okay. and they will give you appropriate advice. Perfect. And in terms of uh, medications, you just take paracetamol and Paracetamol rest. or ibuprofen if you can take it. A lot of rest and drink a lot of fluid. Lots Eat of healthy mm -hmm. and just um, gentle exercises while you're at home. Reduce Perfect. stress. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much, Doctor, for your uh, for your kind. You're welcome. Uh, my my uh, colleague uh, Abdul Akbar have a couple of questions for you. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Doctor Koku. That's just uh, very informative. So, one of the uh, concerns that some people have about getting a flu vaccine is the after effects or the side effects of getting it. As I understand it, that the flu vaccine is a weakened form of the flu itself. Um, what are the side effects and, and how would you allay some of those concerns people may have? So the flu vaccine is actually um, an inactivated or a dead version of the flu, flu of, of the virus itself. So I say to people, and yes, you are right, people say to me, I got the flu vaccine once and I'm not going to get it again because when I got it, I got flu-like symptoms. So when you get the flu vaccine, sometimes you will get flu-like symptoms, which is the aches and pains, a little bit of sore throat. And you might get a bit of cough and cold, but it is better you get that than get the full-blown illness. So I say to my patients, when they say, oh, Dr. Gukwa, I don't want a flu vaccine, because last time I got it, I felt worse. I said you'd have been worse off if you got the real pain, because what you have is the inactivated vaccine. Mm -hmm. So I recommend that you get it. Just take a bit of paracetamol if you get aches and pain. Mm -hmm. The illness is shorter, very short-lasting, and not as severe. Right, okay. Um, thank you so much, Doctor, for your kind words and help. And thank you so much for helping us out and coming to our show. You're welcome. Thank you so much. That was uh, Dr. Kuku, uh, who helped us uh, today uh, with this uh, lovely topic. And, and, uh, and we are very, very thankful to our doc.
So uh, thank you so much, Doctor, for, for coming to our show and helping us out in many different ways. Uh, so, Brother uh, uh, AG, uh, AG will be a better way for me to calling you because <laughs> calling you again again full name, it's a bit hard. So, uh, bro, as Doctor say that um, it, is, it is very, very dangerous uh, to got flu. So now tell us about your campaign and how this campaign works. Because she said that it is... Um, it, uh, uh, anybody who's in year five as well up till year five is is vulnerable to have uh, to catch the flu so tell us about the campaign itself yeah absolutely so <clears throat> i think that's a really really good um insight from the doctor as well around the flu and the impact um i just want to keep it very simple i, th I think there's an, a couple of really important points here. number one is when we talk about flu, we don't really make a big issue out of it. Mm -hmm. We think, you know, it's minor. And, and it's quite sad because you can read, as I was generally researching around the topic, I came across cases of young children that, that passed away as a result of flu. Mm -hmm. um, those that get very serious conditions as a result of what we would just think, you know, it's a little bit more than a cold. Um, whether that's pneumonia, whether that's other conditions that develop, um, especially for those that are more vulnerable whether that be children, so we've heard about children, but also the elderly as well, so 65 plus are highly recommended because the immune system is that much weaker. So I think number one is recognize that flu is serious. We're not talking about here just getting some rest and, and having a bit of water. In fact, the implications, if you don't take it seriously, then it's your child, it's your perhaps elderly grandfather, grandmother, someone very close to you that has a, a very high risk. Um, and, and the best thing to do is to prepare for that. Um, so that's point number one. I think point number two is how difficult it is to keep up. As we heard, there's no cure per se, mm -hmm. um, and every year it changes. And mm. we, I'm sure you and I, over the last few years, every year, this year in particular, for some reason, it, it seems to have cycled. You know, you mm. have four or five weeks where you think you get better, and then you fall back into a really um, uncomfortable situation where perhaps aches and pains, headaches, things like that. And I've seen it this year more so than previous years. Mm -hmm that these strains are mutating. This is no X-Men story here. This is real life. Exactly, um, exactly. The, the flu vaccine is mutating at pace. And part of that is um, just as it reflects how difficult it is to be able to keep up with this. So that point in itself means that we need to try to seek a cure. We know Adin, alhamdulillah, recommends very strongly going out and seeking a cure mm -hmm. um, from any illnesses like this. So I think that's point number two, that this isn't an easy thing to overcome. And if you had it last year, don't think you're safe this year. <laughs> In fact, every year it, it develops and it's very difficult to keep on top of. Hence, the importance of a vaccine itself. I think number three is that as uh, alhamdulillah we've had this mashallah service that's been rolled out in this country it's not the case in pakistan bangladesh we don't have mm. the government running vaccination programs in schools like this mm. there's in every country there'll be a vaccination program of some sort but not necessarily flu um in this country the government does make a massive effort to get out to every single primary school and alhamdulillah there is awareness within the community about the flu vaccine and the fact that the nasal spray which has been done primarily for children mm -hmm. because they didn't like injections and so they thought by using a nasal spray but just literally just to puff up the nose to administer the vaccine that is almost as effective um, as uh, the injection itself, mm. that that would be an easier way, there'd be more adoption. However, because that nasal spray contains porcine, which mm. is actually derived from, from pigs themselves, um, and it's derived and it has changed, of course, along the process, but being people of faith, Muslim faith in particular, and others as well, there's understandably a concern from parents and children, young and old, um, about taking any sort of medication that has any derivatives from animals, um, mm -hmm. in particular pigs, um, which we know are forbidden um, to eat from, but also to derive materials from as well. Um, mm -hmm. And although there's some difference of opinion, many parents abstain, many parents kept away from this, and, and I'm sure we probably all had questions about this, that it contains pork, or it's been derived from some pork derivative, and therefore parents have kept away. And Alhamdulillah, it's, it's a, a great ni'mah, it's a great blessing that we have an alternative to that. Mm -hmm. The government, uh, I used to work in, as I mentioned, in Public Health England, and I remember listening to many conversations where people would say, you know what, we're just not getting the uptake in the Muslim community. Mm -hmm. In all other communities, rolling this out in primary school, this is mandatory, every single child gets it, but you can opt out. 
And within the Muslim communities, in local schools, you and I have looked at the statistics, in Muslim schools, there's 0% uptake. Yeah. Um, and even in schools like Maidenhall and Downside and others in the vicinity, the Bury Park area, there's very, very low adoption of the flu vaccine itself. And that was part of the reason why the, the mosques were contacted and, and I responded on behalf of um, Luton Councillor Mosque and Luton Sunni Mosques as well to think about how we could start engaging using the mosques as a platform really to first of all raise awareness about the fact that in Luton we have an alternative. We have something which is not the pork-based um, vaccine, but in fact you can get an injection that doesn't have pork, that's suitable for vegetarians as well. Mm -hmm. um, and alhamdulillah that, that provides an alternative to Muslims who may be, have, may be concerned about having a pork vaccine for their children. Mm -hmm. So th I suppose that's the first thing, is just actually outlining that it's a massive risk, it changes every single year, mm -hmm. and alhamdulillah we in Luton are quite fortunate, nine schools have been picked as part of this second year of a study to administer a non-pork based vaccine. Um, and on that note, I must say, I have to I have to stop you there because unfortunately, wow, the time has passed really, really quickly. Uh, we are approaching very shortly towards our short break. So when we come back from our break, we will talk a bit more about uh, this uh, flu campaign and this vaccine as why this vaccine is very good and what is the outcome of uh, the school which they have tried, which is made in our school. Uh, all this and a bit more uh, just after this break. Stay tuned. Asalaamu Alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast. Making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum to all listeners and viewers. Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. Welcome back to Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Martin for today's show and uh, we are talking about a very important topic which is called Flu Fighters. Uh, with our lovely, lovely uh, uh, host, uh, with our lovely, lovely guest, uh, brother uh, Abdul Ghafoor. Salam, brother. Walaikum salam. Even more lovely host. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, definitely, we will be talking. Uh, we have talked a bit about this topic, and we have covered a bit of clinical area with uh, with uh, with another guest dr kuku who joined us earlier in the first half of the show and she has given us the narrative regarding flu and so forth and definitely on the second half we will uh, on this half uh, after the break uh, we will be talking a bit more about what this pilot project uh, what this project consists of and what it covers in general and what was the outcome of the first uh, first wave of the pilot um, this program is broadcasting live today from the studios of inspire fm today means uh, 22nd of august 2019 and i know you all are looking forward for a nice long weekend uh, break which is the bank holiday weekend break but uh, definitely uh, till that um, I will say good luck for your relaxing time so before we went on break we were uh, I interrupted a brother um, AG uh, very very <laughs> harshly saying that it's time for break he was explaining such nice way uh, and I was enjoying it to be honest uh, about about the whole uh, vaccine program and why it is uh, and 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 why it is very important for kids and what was the vaccine uh, it is for and why and he was creating a complete narrative of uh, kids who uh, have nasal vaccines have poke gelatin and what is the alternative so uh, over to you brother mm, so yeah so as we were saying um it's 
It's something serious. You know, flu is something that unfortunately can put children's lives at risk and elders uh, as well. And uh, we're quite, we're very fortunate actually in Luton because Public Health England, um, the organisation responsible for protection of the public's health, so before they um, have to go to a hospital, Public Health England are running a feasibility study in Luton. So it's actually a almost a trial. And, and the feasibility study is saying we recognize that Muslims, uh, Muslim communities in particular, seem to have a much lower uptake of the flu, primarily because of the fact it contains porcine, mm -hmm. pork derivatives. And they recognize that, and so they, um, ha to their credit and, and many thanks to, to everybody involved in this, Public Health England have worked with the local Luton Borough Council and the NHS teams locally and have run a pilot over the last year with Maidenhall School. Mm -hmm. um, uh, initially they did one year of study just to understand what the reasons were, why aren't we getting the uptake, let's not just assume it's because of the pork vaccine. They went out and they verified that in fact many parents were just saying, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to take it, even though I understand it's important. Um, first of all, I don't think flu is that serious. There were a whole range of actual misconceptions and, and issues that came up as a result of that. Um, some of them basically saying, don't worry about it, uh, we'll just give them a little bit of time of school um, and they'll be okay. Not recognising that in fact in a number of cases, especially with young children, they are at such risk of contracting other illnesses as a result of it, whether that be pneumonia or bronchitis and other things like that. So there was a lack of awareness about the impact of flu. There were a number of barriers, so a cultural barriers, language barriers about um, what it actually was, what was being offered and why they needed to get involved. Um, the lack of parental engagement, so the schools and the local authority didn't feel that parents really understood what the impact of this was, so parents weren't really that involved. Um, and s some uh, genuine understanding about the fact that it contains pork, and, and that, that's a no-no for many parents mm -hmm. um, in the community. And so as a result of that, the team has got together after the first year of research, validating the fact that those were the causes. They then worked with Maidenhall School, and, and many, many thanks to the Maidenhall School team who pulled out all the stops. They, they created all sorts of really compelling, simple content for parents. They ran events working with Luton mosques, um, with imams, with people within the community to actually say, you know what, we're, we're doing our best to try and provide an alternative for you here. This is not pork-based, it's an injection, but we really need you to get involved and they spoke to many many parents they sent leaflets out they prepared their own content um, and it was it was a really really good campaign and they developed a bit of advocacy with all those parents to say do you understand what the impact of this is and the fact we're providing an alternative to you mm -hmm. and they had fantastic uptake so it went from 27 percent i believe uh, or maybe 23 percent prior to running this vaccine it was 18 percent it was 18 percent wow 18 percent um in comparison to the the national do you remember what the national statistics statistics were? National was... There were, there were 60 plus. Yes, uh, yeah. Next, national was 60 plus. Yeah, so, so from 18% at Hall School, and there's, um, I'm sure, close to a, a thousand, if not more, um, children, siblings and others that, that were in, involved in this. Um, so it went from 18% prior to offering the alternative to actually offering the alternative, which raised it above 50%. Mm -hmm. So as a result of a lot of effort on behalf of the school and the local NHS providers and PHE, Public Health England and others, massively increased the impact. So they'd proven that in fact offering an alternative, engaging with parents has a really good and positive impact. The next stage, which is this year, is actually rolling that out to another nine schools, actually saying, is this sustainable? Can we run this model for other schools? And if so, how do we actually do that? Focusing primarily on the Bury Park area. That the area of Luton which is most condensed with, with the Muslim community and again very low uptake like Maidenhall. Mm -hmm. Some schools here have 0% uptake. Yeah. Um, most of the Muslim private schools are, have 0% uptake. Yes, that's right. So there, there are nine schools involved in this this year's pilot and I'm just going to read out who they are. It's Downside Primary School which has a thousand plus students. Beechwood Primary School, Denby Primary School, Leegrave Primary School, Oakwood Primary School, Mehriya Primary School, Arabia Girls School, and Olive Tree Primary School. More than 3,200 students, 3,200 young children that go to these schools. And so really the purpose of this campaign was working together with Inspire and all of the Luton mosques to try to engage parents, to try to speak to as many people as possible and say, 
the only way that this is going to be rolled out locally, and we have a commitment for that, if these nine schools also show a dramatic increase in the number of children that go on to take the vaccine, then it will be rolled out across the whole of Luton. Every school in Luton will get access to this as the alternative, mm-hmm. um, which will be really, really good because then it will prevent all of those children becoming unwell, taking those days of school, having an impact upon others at risk as well. It may be babies at home, elderly at home that will go and contract that as a result of, as we heard from Dr. Kuku, how infectious the, the flu vaccine is itself. So this is the campaign. The campaign um, has started with this website. This is the first sort of public launch. There's a couple of social media messages out there. We have a, a few weeks, so um, towards the end of September is when they start in each of these schools running, rolling out the vaccine. Between now and the end of September, right through towards the end of October. So we've probably got about four or five weeks working with all these schools. We'd like to get the message out to as many parents, as many carers, as many family members of children that go to these schools locally and also even if you don't go to that school encourage your school to get involved encourage them to look at the alternative and let them know that this is running locally to try and raise awareness um, it's only by us really participating actively in this campaign that we're going to see inshallah this become a success and then not only for Luton but hopefully other communities Luton's privileged in this respect because Bradford doesn't have this London doesn't have this no other primary school has this alternative it's being piloted and all credit to everybody involved this is the third year of the pilot so they've done a great job at building momentum, getting people involved, and the least we can do, being the beneficiaries of this within the Muslim community, the vegetarian community, and other communities as well, the least we can do is actually make sure everybody participates. Mm-hmm. And I I'm, I'm, must say, sorry, I was just literally searching through the exact data because I was involved in this uh, whole project personally as well, being, uh, being a parent uh, a parent of that uh, school, uh, my, child, uh, my children go to that school. And uh, and from the parents' perspective, I I ca- I have seen things uh, in in my own ways that when my child was uh, how many times my child was down with the sickness of flu, and and he missed his school days, he missed his his uh, his activity days, and and there was a very downward spiral on his health well as well. Uh, mentally and physically, uh, and 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 when you see things like that, and people like myself who really want my, uh, I really want my child to get vaccinated. The only problem for me was that um, the because of the the presence of uh, pork gelatin in that vaccine, I was not able to give my child a vaccine. Uh, get allow my child to have that vaccine but then uh, when the consultation was getting done i was one of those people who uh, who said that yes uh, if 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 there is a vaccine there yes please i'm more than happy uh, for my child to to be vaccinated with non pork gelatin vaccines and uh, the outcome of that one is that uh, this whole year i'm not talking about the whole school for the whole thing but uh, this whole year my child did not take even a single day of sickness uh, because he was completely well hmm. now it might vary from uh, people to people but i can only talk about my my children perspective because um, my child go to the school uh, my uh, my nephew go to the school and same thing those kids did not take any day off because of the flu because last year they were get infected with flu and with kids uh, when they get flu, unfortunately, they will bring home, and people in within the household will get flu. And and one of the common thing in in Luton still uh, that we we live in a communal environment, so we we have all our elders uh, either living together in the same house or living nearby. So we 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 normally take our kids to our elders, and vice versa. And those uh, people, as as Doctor Kuku um, mentioned in the first half of the show, that people who are in that age do uh, are very very vulnerable because they are uh, if they are 65 plus or if they have any long-term conditions they do get uh, this vaccine uh, this uh, infection really quickly uh, more quickly than uh, people like you and me uh, young people like you and me <laughs> Of course. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it is. It is very, very important, and and uh, it is a yearly program. You have to get your kids vaccinated every single year, because one of the common things when when we were in that consultation, uh, parents' consultation, most of the parents have raised the same thing. Uh, uh, if I give my child a flu vaccine this year, or oh, oh, 
my child had vaccine last year why do i need to give it again one thing people don't understand is that if you do not uh, it's like it's a safety net for your own child you will not definitely do not want to put your child in danger in any way shape or form being a parent it's part of your responsibility to make sure they are looked after they are looked after properly they have been cared properly and this is part of that uh, cycle you have to look after your kid by making sure that all the necessary vaccines being given to the child uh, not only flu uh, others like measles mumps and uh, rubella and all the other vaccines need to be given but one of the things with flu vaccine is that they are early vaccines so they have to begin every single year in order to safeguard yourself and then as dr kuku said every single year flu uh, strand normally change uh, and then we have to uh, create new set of vaccines for that particular year and it just covers that particular year and and uh, the reason we are covering this topic today because uh, your kids will be your kids school will be will be open in fortnights uh, so your kids will be going to school in the first week of september or hopefully uh, 6th or 7th 5th or 6th september or 3rd or 4th september and they will be uh, they will be starting their new career and their new life and then from schools you will be receiving these ones so uh, uh, brother uh, brother ag what are the schools which they uh, parents may be receiving some kind of leaflet so uh, within the bury park area as mentioned there are nine schools that are participating i think the the risk of this uh, i can't overemphasize it but i'm sure all of us have experienced a, a baby a young child that starts spiking in temperature it's probably one of the most common things that as a parent uh, that, that we all freak out from um but probably many of us have experienced and over the last few years how many different types of flu have you heard about how many whether it's swine flu or other types of flu that have over the last few years taken and, and got a lot of media attention flu and its variations are definitely on the increase especially with people traveling more and as you mentioned us being a very social community also we love to share everything that we've got and unfortunately that does come down to illnesses like this as well so the risk of us as a quite built up community is so much higher i was just looking at some statistics and it's shocking you know in the us 79000 people that die from flu related illnesses mm-hmm. um and i'm sure we're all aware every winter how busy the hospital becomes as a result of flu related illnesses because of the impact it can have on breathing the impact it can have on dehydration as well and and the risk of that is just absolutely massive um so as mentioned you rightly said in a few weeks actually on the 2nd of September most children go back to school uh, a few weeks after that the schools um, participating in this trial and other schools as well will be um, communicating out to all of the parents of that school um, about the opportunity to be able to take part in this particular flu vaccine and and we strongly encourage all of the muslim community really to get involved to ask at your children's school to even if your children don't go to that school your neighbors um your friends your family as well it's always worth alhamdulillah you know as a sadaqa really just making sure that others are taken care of young and old and recognize the impact this has on everybody in the community um so inshallah that's going to be running from the uh towards the end of um september mm-hmm. the vaccines are taking place i'm just uh, going to read out again the schools that are participating downside primary school beechwood denby leegrave Oakwood, Mahriya, Rabia and Olive Tree primary schools mm-hmm. are all participating in this. Um, more than 3000 children that will have an option to be able to take the flu injection. Mm-hmm. And alhamdulillah I remember the videos that were done at Maidenhall primary school by children and parents there turning around and saying you know what that wasn't painful at all it's really good to actually have mm-hmm. this and and you're right the impact it's had noticeably on the health of those children Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them all alhamdulillah protection from illnesses has been noticeable you can actually see the impact it's had on attendances within the school and on other family members as well not contracting illness mm-hmm. which is of massive risk as well the other thing as well that that oftentimes um people ask about is how effective is the injection surely they've rolled out the nasal spray because it is um more effective interestingly enough the nasal spray is is less effective 
than the injection. Yes, exactly. It's actually less effective. There, there's a higher, it's, I think it was 93% uh, efficacy, the effectiveness of the um, nasal spray in comparison to a higher percentage than that, closer to 100% for the injection. However, and it's actually cheaper as well. However, it was the concern about children not responding well to an injection. And um, also the nasal spray is a, is a live vaccine. As it's a live vaccine. As, well, as compared right. to the uh, injection, which is uh, not live vaccine. That's right. And so it takes a couple of days to, 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 get, activated, to yeah. get activated in the body. And I'm sorry, I just have the figures in front of me now. I was literally searching for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, according to the local authorities, the childhood nasal f- uh, flu uptake in uh, 2015-16 was, uh, in Luton, it was 28.4%. Uh, uh, in 2016-17, it, uh, it, it becomes... Two, uh, uh, 32.7% uh, whereas the national average and this is for year 1 but uh, year 2 and 3 was uh, somewhere around 26% and for and this is for whole Luton uh, across whereas the national uh, was somewhere around 54 and 52% in, in general uh, fif- 54, like, let's say 55% and, and if you pre- and our neighbouring Counties like Hertfordshire or Bedfordshire, they, their flus, uh, their uptake was somewhere around 60% and 55 to 60% mm-hmm. uptake. Okay. Now, uh, one of the common reasons which uh, which the survey has uh, find out that uh, it is uh, because of these mis- misconceptions, which uh, uh, brother A G has explained, and 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 quite few, uh, quite m- a vast majority of patients have not been uh, kids have not been uh, vaccinated. Now, the people who are uh, the school which has been targeted has has higher number of Muslim population. Uh, uh, and and regardless of being Muslim population or not, it is a very common concern from generally from every single uh, religion that uh, most of the religion do not want uh, an animal product uh, in their f- in their vaccine, and that, that's why they w- were going for somewhere in the vegan side. Now the school which we have talked about, which is the Maidenhall School, uh, last uh, the year before last, uh, after running the campaign and taking the um, uh, consents from the parents so forth so in 2015 uh, 16 17 they uh, sorry uh, where is the year? So, yes 2016-17 and uh, the uptake was 18% which was uh, in 17-18 has been pushed to 25.3% after being pushed and pushed and pushed but after pushing uh, putting this uh, which is the uh, flu vaccines itself uh, which is which have known pork gelatin the uh, last year data, which is uh, 17, uh, 18, 19 one, the number of uptake was 57.4%, more than national average. Mm-hmm. More than national average. And it's gone more than double as well, which was a big wow factor in many different ways. Uh, definitely, it's not 100%, but then it is much better than the one which has been taken in the past. Now, now, the ones uh, this year, they are targeting some of the Muslim schools as well, because over there, and you have clearly mentioned uh, three Muslim schools, four Muslim schools. That's right, yes, three Muslim schools. Three Muslim schools, uh, and they are very low uptake schools. Uh, so they do not zero. zero. So yeah. they are zero uptake schools. So they, none of their kids have flu vaccines because of that main reason. So let's see, uh, and um, we are hoping and we are praying that yes, it will work. But then uh, again, it's, uh, it's up to us that government has shown uh, initiation and that's most of the credit goes to uh, Barbara who's the program lead uh, yeah. for that and she uh, she recognized this uh, uh, this this gap and she sympathized with the whole whole uh, reason behind it and they, and she knows that there are parents like us who who do want their children to get vaccinated absolutely and flu fight is really is is a um, a nod of the head to great workers like barbara and barbara recognized the the diverse needs of this community and has campaigned continuously to try and make sure that alternative is provided just if i could touch on the objectives of the campaign itself yes, and also 
why we're doing this. Couple of minutes left. No problems. Inshallah, keep it short. So, um, year one was the work with Maidenhall Primary School, and Maidenhall is an absolutely fantastic advocate. They pulled out all the stops, engaged everybody that they could. Um, but this year, we don't have that same level of drive at the moment. As we're expanding and trying to scale this, we're looking to see how the community can start really owning this as a campaign and um, thinking about the benefits of this. And if I just highlight the sort of key five areas that we're looking at. Number one, improving attitudes about service delivery, um, awareness of the health uh, facilities that are available to parents and really ensuring that there's a greater uptake. Um, overcoming access. So many uh, children and others unfortunately wouldn't be able to necessarily get out of school to go and get a vaccine from a GP surgery, mm -hmm. which also offers an injection. So ensuring it's available at the school itself is definitely going to improve access and hopefully uptake as well. Improved family learning. So the opportunity for children to come back and talk to their parents mm -hmm. and talk to others in their family and raise awareness um, about the, uh, the, the risks that are there at the moment. And then, of course, improving outcomes through working together. Mm -hmm. So actually recognizing and collaborating together, working with family and community members, mosques and other organizations to actually say, how do we drive this up? This is a health initiative that's only going to benefit everybody in the community. Mm -hmm. How do we drive this and support this in an ongoing and sustainable manner mm -hmm. so that it can get rolled out across the whole town and then hopefully nationally as well? Hopefully. Uh, joining us on the phone as well is Brother Salman Rafiq. Salaamu Brother. Hello? Uh, for some reason, it's not coming up. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Sorry, my um, things are <laughs> not working. Uh, how are you, brother? Alhamdulillah, brother. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. We just have a couple of minutes left in our hands, so what, what's your message? Just a jazakallah to Abdul Ghaffour and Discover Islam, New Council of Mosul, and all the partners for, the, for this project. Uh, fortunate enough to see the website today. I think it's LutonFluFighters.org. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Thank you for reminding us about that. Yeah. Uh, LutonFluFighters.org, and it's good to see the competition there for children as well. Uh, something to do in the summer holidays. And uh, just JazakAllah Khair. It's a really professional project, and I won't take up more of your time. But just a JazakAllah to everyone that's been involved. And it's it's all us on our on head to make sure that we promote this one as much as possible. Absolutely, Jazakallah and thank you very much, Suleiman. And Alhamdulillah, everybody can get involved. As a parent, you can go to the website. You can actually register, volunteer, become an advocate at your school. If you even if you're not a parent at that school, why not encourage this, support others, so that this becomes something that's rolled out locally and hopefully nationally as well. And we will be continuing no. this uh, as a campaign on on Aspire FM on a regular basis. But unfortunately, that's all for today, folks. And thank you so much for joining us uh, today and thank you so much for brother Abdul Akbar, uh, Dr. Kuku and brother Solomon Rafik for joining us on the show. Uh, please remember us in other words and definitely uh, definitely uh, do help us fight this uh, flu with uh, and become our flu fighters. Uh, until next week, I'm your host Fahad Matin saying Assalamu Alaikum.